0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and these are my interviews with the star from Disney Encanto, Stephanie Beatrice, and the director, Byron Howard, and the co-directors and co-writers, Jared Bush and Therese Castro-Smith.
1: Delivery I gave you the special since you're the only Madrigal kid with no gift I call it the not special special since uh you have no gift uh thanks I
2: am Matt Neglia with next best picture and I'm here today with Stephanie Beatrice Stephanie hey, how are you today
3: hi I'm great how are you
2: Doing really, really well. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about your newest role in Disney's Encanto.
3: Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about it.
2: I'm very excited for you in general uh, this year, having both this and In the Heights come out uh, in the same year. Uh, Can you first talk to me a little bit about this surge that we're seeing right now in representation in Hollywood and different stories being finally told from these uh, unique perspectives that are celebrating culture, family, life. Um, it feels that those two projects in particular are really uh, highlighting that in a way that is just so wholesome this year. I
3: think you're, I, That's a really great word to describe it, wholesome, right? I think we've had a very globally, we've had a hard time for a little while. It's mm-hmm. very difficult for very many people for lots of reasons. And so I think one of the things that I'm so proud of is that I've been able to lend, you know, whatever artistic talent that I have, lend it to a project that hopefully is going to bring a lot of people a lot of joy. I, and that I think Encanto is such a beautiful film. It's visually stunning, but it's also this like incredible adventure And Mm -hmm. there's so much joy and celebration at the heart of the film, which I think audiences are really desiring. And honestly, they deserve it.
2: Mirabelle is a really great character as well. One that we don't typically see, I feel, uh, that often uh, in uh, animation. And so I was curious to know that when you were first presented with the role, what qualities did you see in her that immediately jumped out at you?
3: I mean, I first of all, like... The fact that I even got to audition for a Disney film was already a dream come true. It was like, what for real? They want to hear me audition for this? Are you your here? your
2: brain starts going back to your childhood and the movies you used to watch. Yeah, I
3: mean, I used to. I still do. I'm a huge <laughs> Disney fan, like an intense Disney fan. Like I had my bachelorette party at Disneyland. Like I, I there's not there. It really is to me the happiest place on earth. And mm-hmm. so just the audition alone was incredible. And then I got to meet Byron and Jared, who are the directors of, director and co-director of Zootopia, who worked on this film along with Charisse Castro, who wrote the script with Jared. And the fact that, like, I was getting to meet them was another step. So, like, then on top of that, then they hired me to do it, you know? And then mm-hmm. they're showing me, like, pictures of what the character is going to be like, I was like losing my mind. (laughs) As, As a kid, all you want is to, all you want and desire is to be like your heroes, like the heroes of the stories that you identify with. And so as a kid i identified so deeply with all of the not only the disney heroes but the disney heroines too but mm-hmm. all of them across the board and now here i was going to get to embody one of them myself it's like it feels totally insane and also i'm deeply deeply grateful for it because if when i was 7 years old if i had seen a film like Encanto mm. i just i think it would have really meant something deeply special to me i mean Alone, the fact that Belle read books in Beauty and the Beast, I felt like I saw myself. I was like, oh, look at the nerdy girl that only wants to read books and doesn't really care about much else, you know, just Mm -hmm. wants to learn about the world. And now Mirabelle's come on the scene. It's really, really, really special to me.
2: Speaking of special, uh, Mirabelle and her family are bestowed uh, these gifts Mm -hmm. or rather everybody except Mirabelle and uh, I'm curious to know that if you had this uh, magical uh, experience where a a gift could be bestowed upon to you what would you like your gift to be? Mm,
3: I mean sometimes I want to answer something like very magnanimous like I would want to be a world peacemaker (laughs) and other times I want to answer you know I'd like to be able to teleport so that I could you know just be on time for everything ever, and never ever have to sit in traffic. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, it's a fun thing to think about, right? Because like, no, 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 that's really ever gonna happen. But wouldn't it be dope to be invisible for a day? Wouldn't it be great to be able to shape shift? Like, woo! What a fun, like, what a gift! And yet, and think about this. Think about if mm-hmm. every single member of your family had one of those magical gifts, except for you, <laughs> what
4: would it
3: be to your brain and your sort of sense of self. I think it's really fun to see Mirabelle struggle with feeling like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to – how can I compete with this, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like legitimately every single member of her family except for – ugh
2: you know one one of the things about doing an animated film is a lot of times uh the parts are recorded uh separately have you had a chance at all to interact with any of the cast members uh, that are associated with this film or have you guys not had a chance to mingle because of uh not only just animation but also of course obviously with the pandemic going on too yeah,
3: yeah we did do we did a lot of things separately um much more so than is normal because of the global pandemic but yeah. also we got to have a big meeting on our computers with everyone there and we all got to meet each other. That's nice. And it was really special because I think for each of us, Diane and I were talking about this, Diane who plays Isabella, my sister in the film, each of us was sort of doing this thing separately in our own little booths or boxes, you know. And then in this online meeting with everyone together, it was like all these little squares of everyone's faces and hearing their voices and seeing their voices come out of their mouths. Felt very. It all started to feel very real. Like we'd we'd done it. We'd we'd made a film, and now other people are going to see it. And it was so fun. Lynn and I. Lynn Manuel Miranda and I have been friends since our twenties. We've known each other since our twenties. Nice. Um, so it's been very very fun to see him again on this project. I've got I've been lucky enough to work with him a couple times now, um, but having everyone together in that meeting room was really special so i'm really looking forward to meeting everyone in person for the premiere because i think nice. almost, almost everyone will be here
2: that's great yeah. uh you mentioned lynn before uh he wrote the songs for this film and you have a couple of songs in this movie as well but i'm curious to know is there anyone else in the cast that has a song that you as a fan are like "Oh, i really wish i could have sang that song
3: <laughs> not so much i don't think mm. Lin-Manuel wrote these incredible songs and the ones that I'm singing were just right for me. Mm-hmm. The ones that I love listening to, I love Sebastian Yatra's Dos Oruguitas. I think oh yeah. It's a beautiful, incredibly beautiful song. One of the first that Lin-Manuel has written entirely in Spanish, I believe. But all the songs are really, I mean, Jessica Darrow's work on pressure is like so good. There's so many. Was a
2: banger. Yeah. It's
3: so good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, It's really fun to see Lin-Manuel stretch himself in this way because we know his incredible work in Moana. We know his incredible work in the theater. But I think Encanto is really like another level of Lin, sort of like another level of his masterful art. I'm really looking forward to people hearing. I'm looking forward to... People hearing these songs and like embracing them as their own because I think that's really how Lin writes. He writes to give this music away.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? I'm very, very happy to hear about, uh, you know, your experience on the film. And also, too, I got to say, it's a very, very beautiful, wonderful story. Wholesome, as uh, mentioned earlier, made me cry by the end. I held back tears all throughout. So thank you so, so much for your time today. And thank you so much for your work on this. It really was fantastic.
3: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. no gift i am just as special as the rest of my family who wants more pink all right guys where do i drop the wagon maybe your gift
5: is being in denial
2: (sighs) all right so i'm being joined right now by byron howard jared bush and sharice castro smith how are the three of you doing today
5: great Great. yeah (laughs) really well
2: good to see you Fantastic. I love it. Now we've got a director, we got a director, co-writer, co-director, co-writer here. I guess I want to first start off by asking who handles, who does what exactly on a large scale animated feature like this, because these things take years to to develop.
5: Yeah, uh, well, I'll jump in. I mean, honestly, it took all of us. It was, it is pretty crazy. This, the script, I will say, was monumental. So, Jared and Sharice just did an incredible job teaming up and creating something so beautiful and emotional. And also, the cultural element was so important to us. It was incredibly important to get that right. I think it took the three of us to really wrangle this thing because like you said these things take this one took almost five years uh, to create and so all of us especially during this last um, year and a half of production are all in these rooms with the animators and the designers uh feeding ideas back and forth and just really beating the story up what would you guys add to that any other thoughts i
4: was going to say you're you're byron's our 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 lord of
5: Of the dance, Uh, yes. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, uh, it is like it is a collab, an intensely collaborative effort, not just between the three of us, but between so, so many people at the studio. I mean, there's around 800 people who worked on this film and uh, all of them, every single department, the actors that have worked on this, uh, just everyone has added just passion and talent and just really deep generosity to this. So it's the three of us collaborating, but it's just really such a much larger, larger team effort. And everyone has worked so hard on this film. And I think done an incredible job.
2: That's fantastic. Uh, Jared, this is your uh, first time directing. You previously have written uh, a couple of films and Cherise, same thing as well here. Uh, First film uh, credit, actually, Uh, you've worked previously on the stage and also on television. So for the two of you, I'm curious to know, this experience of directing an animated feature film, giving you the uh confidence, the itch, whatever you want to call it, to continue to do more in the future with well, animation.
1: I, I can probably speak for both of us. It's really easy and low stress. Uh, so that's some, that's the biggest thing I learned. I mean, I think like she was saying earlier, it's honestly it, it takes so many people working so hard. I think the, mm-hmm. the really exciting thing um, is. As a a director, you just have your hands in way more things, uh, and you actually get to have way more conversations with a lot of people that are super smart, way smarter than you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so really, I think it's it's this amazing opportunity to... to, I I learned so much over the course of this movie uh, about cinematography, about lighting, about... I mean, we have 12 main characters. Each one of them has a different... Clothing design—the cloth has to move correctly. Those are all different fabrics. Those are all choices that have to be made. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are working really, really hard to make that come to life. The way you know we have a lot of different hair textures. What are those like? And so I think as a as a director, honestly, it's it's your job to to hopefully have the entire movie in your head. And so as you're making choices on a micro level, you're thinking about how that affects the sort of the macro uh, feel Mm -hmm. of the movie. So I think I think that's the biggest thing. But honestly it's so, it's so collaborative and everyone's kind of doing all of those jobs concurrently. It's, it's, it's kind of like more of a delicious meal that you would love to eat.
2: I asked this uh, uh, question uh, to Stephanie yeah, the other day. And I uh, wa- I wanted to ask uh, all three of you, you know, you're talking a lot about uh, choices here and I'm curious to know if you had the choice of a gift to be bestowed upon you, what gift would you like to have? What magical Gosh. gift?
5: This is always a tough question. I still I come back to flying a lot because I'm actually I'm, I think it would do let me a lot. of. I'm terrified of heights. but mm-hmm. If I could just fly, if I fell off something high, I could just fly away. It'd be fine. So I, I always come back to <laughs> flying. How about you guys?
4: I am going to go with uh, like the ability to communicate with animals today because I just want to know what is in my sweet little dog, Ralph's head. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think for me, I'd love the power to be able to grow a mustache and a beard that connects. I've never, <laughs> I'm not ever, I mean, you can see, I, I can't, I just can't do it. it. I look sickly when I try to grow facial hair. That, I would love that, that gift.
2: I'm clean shaven today, but sometimes I do also struggle a little bit. I have to give it time for it to yeah. actually get there in place. Um, time, time doesn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, my next question is, In in telling this story, um, I I do feel that this story is extremely beautiful and very heartfelt. I was moved to tears uh, by the end. And this is also a culture that is fairly new uh, to someone like myself, but it also has uh, a universal quality to it. And so I'm curious to know for each of you, what is the uh, one thing that you wanted audiences to take away from watching this film um and, and and i mean this could be broad it could be specific uh just for you what was like your your mission statement if you will when you were making this
4: sure i can jump in uh so when byron and jared approached me to come onto this film as a writer uh they said there it's a magical house everyone in this house is magical it's a big magical family and one of one of these people one girl does not have magical powers and mm-hmm. I think to me, that was what uh, made me just desperate to work on this because I was like, to me, this movie, one of the stories of this movie is about a girl who is 14 years old and questioning who she is in the world and trying to figure out her value, her worth, trying to figure out who she is in relation to other people. And she goes on this incredible journey and gets to know people in her family and a much deeper level. And by the end, really, I think knows herself and knows her own worth and knows her own value and doesn't question that anymore. So to me, that uh, was something that I was really excited about from the very beginning. And uh, it's one of the things I love the most about this film.
1: Love it. Yeah. I'd say for me, um, uh, you know, related to that, um, I think that when we began the journey of Encanto, we started talking to our own families and we started to ask them questions. And I was, I was actually stunned by how little I knew of my family. And I, I mean like my my nuclear family, yes, extended family. Um as I really started asking questions, I realized how much I didn't know, how much I uh, how many assumptions I made. Um I you know, I think you know, even my siblings' like life choices that I always assumed meant one thing, I was 180 degrees wrong about it. And so for me, I really hope that people walk out of the theaters asking questions of their family or their friends or their communities. You know, I think so often we we make assumptions. We kind of judge people or we only see sort of this one dimension and there's all these other facets. And so for, for me, I think that it was a huge discovery personally. And I'm hoping that people find that for themselves.
5: Yeah. Just to kind of like add to I agree with both these guys and kind of like also bring it together. I think we're so tied up in what our own self-worth is. And we're so in our heads that it blinds us to looking Deeper at our family members, like Jared said, even people outside of your family, even Mira's name, Mirabelle's name, has the word look in it in, in mm. Spanish. And she's wearing those glasses for a reason. Like we knew uh, looking deeper was going to be a motif in the movie. So that's a very conscious choice on our part. And uh, the, the fact that even like the, the 800 people that we worked with on this film, every one of them has a different story that we know almost nothing about. We know just like a tiny, tiny bit. Of what we see every day, but man, the depth that people have in their lives is truly incredible. When you take a chance uh, and actually get closer and ask some questions and take a look, great responses,
2: everyone! Congratulations on the movie. I'm sure audiences are going to love it. And best of luck to you in the weeks to come. Thanks, thank Matt. Thank you, Good so, much. you. Good so much.
0: To you. Take, <laughs> take care. care.
5: Bye.
0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to my interviews with the star from Disney's Encanto, Stephanie Beatriz, and the director co-directors, and co-writers Byron Howard, Jared Bush, and Therese Castro-Smith here on The Next Best Picture Podcast. Disney's Encanto is now playing in theaters. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.